You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Okay, here we go again. We're going to piggyback off of a comment that I received off the last podcast episode. Uh, So as you listen to this, I love getting feedback. You can email me at info at FordFG.com. You can email me directly at B-U-L-L-M-A-N-N. That's my first initial and last name at FordFG.com. Yes, I know it sounds like bull man. It's not like a vanity license plate, but either way. Or you can comment on our Facebook page, hit me up on LinkedIn, whatever you, however you listen to this and you want to get back to me, I'd love to hear your feedback. Because one of the things, I got an email from a friend of mine, works in the business, um, chuckled at the no landing comment last week because we talked about um, how if you consume enough financial media, you'll hear this commentary is the economy with the Fed stewardship on pace for a hard landing, a soft landing, or no landing. And the throwaway comment from the last episode was that the notion of no landing is stupid. And I'm going to roll with that today because I maintain that this notion that of, of that I'm going to start stop calling things stupid. I admonish my seven and nine-year-olds for doing that. So I'm not going to go and do it myself. But no landing makes no sense, right? Um, because we need to well, let's back up. Why why the landing analogy here as we talk about the economy, right? We have inflation. The Federal Reserve is trying to slow inflation by raising interest rates. And are they going to break the economy as they raise interest rates? When we say break the economy, tip us into recession, are they going to tighten too hard? Are they going to go too far? But where this landing analogy begin begin? And really, we need to go back more than a few years to recall when investors began using this landing analogy. In fact, it was during the mid-90s when Alan Greenspan, Fed chair at the time, spoke to the Economic Club of New York, where he was introduced as the pilot we are all counting on for that very smooth and, we hope, very soft landing. Well, perhaps that wasn't the first time market watchers used the term But the conversations at the Economic Club of New York showed a glimpse of what was ahead, and that was that hope for a a soft landing, and that soft landing actually came to fruition. The economy started overheating in 1994, so the former Fed chair of the Federal Reserve raised rates, cooled the overheated economy, and the country escaped a second recession that decade because we had one in the early 90s. If you recall, Clinton was running for president saying it's the economy, stupid, right? That's what was going on earlier in the early 90s. 94, the Republicans were taking over, contract with America, Newt Gingrich, you might remember all that. Anyway, interest rates were going up, but we avoided a second recession. So a soft landing is when economic growth slows, but remains positive as the economy sets up for kind of a long-term sustainable growth path. Path. In contrast, a hard landing means the country falls into recession to break the overheated kind of economic machine, right? The fire is burning a little, the, the engine is running too hot. It's running into the red and blows up, you could argue. Now, one assumption behind the analogy, analogy is that an overheated economy isn't sustainable, a sustainable growth path. 
So policymakers ought to tighten financial conditions to improve the economy's chances of reaching a stable growth rate. So it, through in all of this, why does no landing make no sense? Well, suggesting analogies break down eventually, right? If we ro- if we roll them out too far, and this one is no different. Economic activity doesn't stop like an event- like an airplane eventually does, right? No, or or one could even say an airplane doesn't stay in the air forever. It eventually lands. Hard landing, soft landing, crash landing. But it just doesn't fly in perpetuity, uh, and and the economy, where we got here, this analogy that we're trying to draw with the economy, the economy is eventually going to settle into a steady state, where growth is consistent with factors like population and productivity. So maybe it's time to rethink the use of the landing analogy and use one that's maybe related to a runner, right? Runners often talk about the various phases of a race, or so I've heard. Because anyone who knows me knows that I'm not exactly a runner, unless we're talking about scrambling to get to the net on a tennis court. But one important phase is when runners transition from the acceleration phase, when they're focusing on increasing stride length and frequency, to a steady, maintainable state. When runners are focusing on maintaining their stride length and frequency over time. I think this is called tempo. Maybe one of our runners out there could help us tighten up this analogy. Mike, Ian, either of you guys, you guys run, you could tell me what this is. But right, you're going from racing to settling into this longer race. And that's kind of a bet. I think that's what a better analogy is of what we're trying to do. Central bankers are trying to look for ways to get the economy to hit its stride with a consistent and sustainable growth path at stable prices without hitting the wall, if we're going to keep (laughs) with this analogy, right? And so we're trying to go from racing ahead to a sustainable path without running out of gas in the process. So factors that are keeping the economy off stride, well, I mean, the conundrum is investors are regularly receiving a mix of both good and bad news. One example is the slow recalibration of goods and services spending. In the early years of the pandemic, consumers reallocated more on goods and services, more on goods and less on services. And then the return to normal has been slow as the share of services spending is still roughly two and a half percentage points below the pre-pandemic share um, as of the last report. I'm going to try and figure out one of the ways I can link to one of the um, spending share charts uh, that LPL has produced here over the last week. But it, investors should take note of the consumption spending to understand the kind of underlying inflationary in, inflationary trends here. The differential really means that consumers could allocate roughly $450 billion in services as the composition of spending normalizes throughout the year. And investors and policymakers really have to accept that inflation metrics are going to be skewed until consumers recalibrate the composition of spending. So watch for a renewed demand for healthcare, communication services, retail, financial services. Uh, Another conundrum is the divergence of construction activity between single activity versus multifamily dwellings. Uh, Growing multifamily construction is clearly a good sign for renters in this country. And I'll try and post to one of the multifamily construction charts that we've got. But growth in condo and apartment construction means the supply of multifamily units is going to increase this year as more projects come to market and new multifamily projects will likely dampen rents 
as more and more properties come online. So we should expect rent prices to decline this year as the supply of units grows. Industry data already shows declining rent prices. So it's just a matter of time before the official government statistics reflect that easing. And investors and policymakers alike should expect a softening in housing-related inflation in the coming months. Great. What does this mean for you? Well, the Fed wants to tighten financial conditions so the economy can really smoothly transition from the post-pandemic reopening phase, which was great. It was like a big old party when the economy grew 5.9% in 2021 and 2.1% in 22. Um, but we need to move to a more sustainable rate that neither stokes inflation nor stalls economic growth. Right? We need to keep running the race, but we can't keep moving at the pace that we've been. So if the economy can break the back of inflation, chill the pace out without a deep and prolonged recession, investors are going to likely experience markets that could return to lower volatility, improved conditions for both bond and equity investors. Now, I think the economy is eventually going to hit its stride, but that may not come until the Fed's rate hiking campaign is closer to its end. And I think many people are having to recalibrate their expectations on what that is, right? The Fed isn't going to stop raising rates here in the next few weeks. It might be the next few months that it's going to take. And stock investors and bond investors are going to benefit once that happens. But higher interest rates are challenging stock valuations and pushing gains further out into 2023. I still think solid potential for double-digit returns exists this year, but it's going to be a winding road. It's not going to be a straight line until we can get the pace that we are on to something that's on a more sustainable path without having to stop altogether and take a breath in the way of recession. Boy, for a podcast episode that's bashing an analogy, I sure used a different analogy a whole lot, but I think you get what I'm saying here. If you have questions about interest rates, how it affects your portfolio, how it's hard landing, soft landing, running a tempo rate, well, don't 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 email me to ask about how to run a race because I'm not going to be able to answer that question. But if you do have questions about anything else, you can email me, info at FordFG.com. My name is Brian Ullman. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Perennial Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Ford Financial Group and Perennial Investment Advisors are separate entities from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group, Perennial Investment Advisors, and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.